Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, thanks for downloading the Blue Moon Rising podcast. It's been a great show. I've really enjoyed it. We are talking to uh, Shay Given in the show, a Premier League legend, dare I say. Uh, we're going to be talking all the way through uh, Manchester City and Newcastle United's clash in the Premier League. And we're going over to Vincent Company Contra Talk. There was so much we packed into one show. I really hope you'll enjoy it. Take it away now. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Good evening and welcome to the XS Manchester Football Social. It's Tuesday, it's just gone six, which means only one thing. We are going to be talking all things Manchester City. It's the Manchester City Football Social. Uh, I'm Danny Jackson and joining me in the studio, or joining each other, should I say, in the studio, <laughs> is uh, former, well, the for, former Blue Moon Rising uh, duo. Um, oh, now we're going to start with Alex, uh, now comedian as well, Alex. Um, Sorry, Alex Hilton, good, good evening, how are you? Yeah, not bad. All about seeing you, man. How are you? How are you feeling Tuesday night? City playing Newcastle tonight? Buzzing. Buzzing. When City are playing, it's just a good night. And uh, on the other side of the studio, we have got the one and only Adam Kegworth. How are Keyworth, Keyworth. Go, go you doing, Adam? One you want. Yeah, good, mate. Good, good, good. Good man, nice good man. Well, thank you uh, all for joining us uh, tonight. We've got loads to talk about. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about Vincent Company. Do we give this City legend another contract? No matter wh- how many games he can play, should, as, um, who was it he was saying on the show last night, one of the guys was saying on the show last night, Vinny should be given, I think it was Steve McInerney, yeah, yeah. should be given a 200 grand a week contract for the next 10 years. He's not bothered. Do you feel the same? Uh, and another section of the show, we're going to be talking about the quadruple. Pep's ruled it out, but do you? Is it possible cities can win all four trophies this season? If you want to get involved, uh, give us a call on 03451-7625 or if you want to get us on text, it's 87711. You can even tweet us, or, which is at MCR Footy Social. Um, and in the first section of the show, we're going to be talking about this evening's game, as uh, Alex uh, alluded to there. Um, Newcastle tonight, and we have got coming up very, very shortly uh, a legend for Newcastle and for Manchester City, the one and only Mr Shea Given. But but quickly, Alex, um, back to, to Premier League action after... Seems to be a lot of cup games lately, doesn't there? Seems to be a lot of cup games going on. Back to the Premier League action. What are you expecting tonight? Uh, I'm not sure what to expect. Like, it's, like you say, it's been, it's been a break. We've been away. It's sort of back to, to real football. I completely forgot my fantasy team existed. I'd sort of get back to it. <laughs> but it's one of those awkward ones. Newcastle away. It's wet and windy. It's snowy Tuesday night. You know, it's one of those awkward places to go. I'm sure Rafa will want to help Liverpool out again. And, you know, it's 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 one of those where I, I feel more nervous about these games than I do games top six. I, w- I want us to, to go out and dominate it. And I want to feel confident and, and believe that it's going to be an easy one. 
But I yeah, just sort of feel it could be niggly. It's going to be a little bit tough. You think if Newcastle, which Newcastle would turn up because they could be either side. It could be a really tough, uh, hard one to watch tonight. Yeah, Rafa's already said, hasn't he, that he's not playing for. Well, he said you don't want to lose six six nil six one. So he's going to do what he can to con- contain us and counter, which sets us up for a very dull game. But if we break them down early, it's game over. Well, we've seen it before, haven't we? These teams that try and uh, try and hold it tight against City. As soon as that first goal in goes in, the game plan changes. So one man who will know a lot more about this than any of us in the studio ever will is a man who played over 350 times for Newcastle and over 50 times for City. Welcome to the show, Mr Shea Given. Good evening, Shea. Hi, lads, you all right? How's it going? You okay? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's debatable if I know more than you guys, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> well, I'm, sure, I'm sure you do because uh, knowledge is limited in this studio, mate. But um, but listen, you, you know, it is, a, it is a big game tonight for both clubs. I mean, Newcastle being very kind of erratic with the performances, erratic yeah. with the results. City, yeah. say, they seem to be clicking into gear again. Maybe that early season form seems to be coming back to them. Uh, what sort of game are you uh, are you expecting tonight? Yeah, well, probably you got it right. You, you know, it'll be quite, uh, I think, a defensive job from Newcastle obviously they're under pressure to, to get points and to try and even a draw tonight I think Newcastle will look it will be a massive point for them but of course Man City needs three points and, and I think Rafa we all know is, is someone who organises his team really really well defensively it'll be very very hard to break down but I do believe in this City team and as you say the, the form they're in at the minute as well the goals they're scoring they're scoring hatfuls of goals every week I think yeah might have to be patient at times tonight but I do I do believe they'll have enough to, to get the three points and of course all the stuff going off the pitch at Newcastle well doesn't help I don't think the fans are happy at the minute you know the manager's not happy the, the club's up for sale still it's, it's it's all a bit of a mess if I'm being honest Danny so it's it, it is not a bad time to play Newcastle I think I think you know Man City should should get the three points tonight and and it's a fully fit squad pretty much now isn't it uh, bar maybe Claudio Bravo for City so yeah. Pep's got this uh, you know abundance of riches really that he can work with and, and I mean you mentioned there that Newcastle will you know are very well organised under under Rafa, do you yeah. do you see them being able to though to contain City? Because I mean, it's okay being organised, but when you come up against the kind of a, offensive talent yeah. that City have got, it's yeah. going to be a tough night. Well, the last couple of seasons, obviously, in James's Park when they have played, and they have literally kicked off and, and literally retreated to the edge of the box, Newcastle in a defensive shape. And I, and from my playing days at Newcastle, that, you know that would never have been accepted. If I'm being honest, you know, from from the fans and stuff. Yeah. And I would like to see Newcastle come out a little bit tonight and, and, and have a go because they obviously need a result as well. I think it's inevitable that Man City will score at some point. So that means Newcastle need to score a goal as well. So I'd like to see Newcastle sort of come in the front foot. But then I suppose Rafa's argument will be, well, once we do come out, then that, that plays into Man City's hands because it's, you know, they'll they'll hit them on the counter-attack. So it's, it's I suppose, about Captain Mouse, really, isn't it? From, from, from both teams, in a sense. But I do believe, you know, from the last couple of seasons and the way Rafa's set up, I don't think Rafa's going to change that. And even... As you say, his comments leading into the game, then he's going to be quite solid at the back and, uh, and try and maybe, you know, counter attack Man City, I suppose. Shay, it'd be wrong to have you on and not talk about goalkeeping. We've got mm. at City at the moment, I'd, I'd even say at Newcastle, I think Newcastle's keeper, is it Dubravka? Mm-hmm. It's done really yeah. well this season. Um, yeah. What do you think about the standard of goalkeeping in the Premier League? Obviously, we've got Edison, who's one of the best and is one of the weirdest yeah. keepers we'll ever see. How, uh-huh. how much has goalkeeping changed since you were at City and Newcastle? Yeah, it's changed a lot, but you know that comes from the from the manager as well. You know that's that's the way Pep wants to play. Of course, you know 
for me, Ederson, if any kid growing up wants to be a goalkeeper and a modern-day goalkeeper, then get a ticket at Manchester City and, and watch this guy play. I mean, it's just phenomenal to watch. And even for me, I still do some TV work there and I'm watching him warm up pitch side and I'm, you know, doing the half-time analysis and, and stuff after the game as well. And just the, the easy, to, you know, he, he passes the ball out and, and, you know, the wing-backs are sort of playing high and they look as if the ball can't get them. And he's literally just knocking it over the opposition's head by about about six inches and landed on the chest of his own full-backs. And, and, you know, we've seen him a couple of weeks ago in midfield at one point having a one-two. <laughs> he no, but honestly, you know, any any sort of young goalkeeper and and see, you know, the confidence and it's not. I think even the Man City fans, there's no panic when he gets the ball to the back, and, and even if he's getting closed down by two or three people, there's still no panic because in his head everything's under control, and in Pep's head, that's exactly what he wants. He wants the opposition to close Ederson down because that creates space somewhere else. Do you think you could have managed uh, in midfield like Edison does? <laughs> and every goalkeeper is a frustrated sort of striker or midfielder trying to get out, and that was no different. So <laughs> I used to love joining the five or six, to be fair. But going back to goalkeepers again, Dubravka as well, you know, deserves a mention. I think, he, he, yeah. you know, the, the money they paid for him, I think it was a fantastic signing. I think it was, a, was maybe this time last year. They brought him in last January, actually. And, and you know, he's been probably one of Rafa's best signings. And then, of course, you know, tonight he'd be well tested, but I think he's he is definitely one of the best players at Newcastle. So they'll have to be on their, you know, they have their shooting boots on to get past them for sure. There's been a lot of talk at the minute about who the best keeper in the league is. Obviously, Liverpool and Chelsea have both spent big money. Edison himself yeah. a big money signing. A lot of the fans are talking about like is David de Gea still the best keeper in the league? As a former goalkeeper, who is the best goalkeeper in the league? Uh, it's always tricky, like because everyone probably everyone in the studio and myself might have you know three or four different opinions, but. You know, obviously Ederson and Allison are both challenging, you know, for the best keeper in the Premier League, but also the Brazilian number one shirt. And Allison has that at the minute. But, you know, Ederson and some of the saves and performances, you know, we talk about the ball at his feet. And, and I think people are a bit ignorant maybe to his goalkeeping as well, how good he is at that as well. He's mm-hmm. a fantastic goalkeeper, a shot stopper, and some of the saves he's made this year has been fantastic as well. So he's pushing hard. And of course, I think David Hay would probably be at the top of the tree, you know, from a purely shot stopping thing and, and over a consistent number of years. Now we've seen him for a long number of years, David Hay in the Premier League, and that's probably why he's at the top of the tree. But Ederson and Allison and, and, and Kepa, of course, at Chelsea as well, he's just come into the league as well. So these guys are all pushing hard for and it's very difficult to, to pick one, of course. But His horses for courses almost, isn't yeah, it, as well? Yeah, His style think, of play. You know, and... I think if you ask Pep Guardiola, who would he pick out of them, then there'd be no question it'd be Ederson because of the style of play as well mm-hmm. and how he wants to play because he is fantastic with the ball. For me, obviously, Oli would definitely pick De, De Gea because he has, has a lot of shots to save, doesn't he, really? Well, you know, he's he's got to be good at it. He's been player of the season the last four years running, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that tells you something, of course, different about Manchester United. But, you know, David De Gea has yeah, been rubbish. there and, and you've got you to give him credit for that. He's been fantastic. Yeah, and, 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 and obviously you've got a hell of a lot of experience as a, as a goalkeeper and it's being put to good use because I noticed on the, uh, the telly over the weekend you are teamed up with Mr. Frank Lampard. I saw you on the... Yeah. Uh, on the bench for the Derby game. Um, how, yeah. how did all that come about? And are you enjoying it? Yeah, well, just out of the blue, really. I was on, on holiday last summer and I was doing the media, as you know, last last year after I retired. I was doing it for about 12 months and I was enjoying that. And, and then just, I got a random text out of the blue, would you believe? And, and, and it was Frank Lampard, you know, saying, give me, a, give me a call when you get a chance. I mean, I don't know Frank from 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 before. Obviously, I played against him lots of times at different different clubs and what have you. But I never played with him, you know. So, you know, for me, it was all just totally out of the blue. And then we had a few conversations and and sort of went from there. And 
you know, I'm enjoying this this, this coaching career now. And, and you know, with Frank, of course, he's a hugely ambitious manager, and of course, Jody Morris as well. They're from Chelsea. Chris yeah. Jones as well. There's 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 lots of us there. You know, we're we're all starting on the ladder in a sense, but you know, we're in the top six in the in the in the championship we've, we've knocked Southampton out of the FA Cup we knocked Man United out of the League Cup you know so we've had some big performances and big results this season as well so yeah. we're enjoying it of course when we win but when we lose it's, it's not so enjoyable but no I can imagine part of management well, well listen Che it's been fantastic having you on and uh, hopefully you guys will get yourselves promoted we'll see you at the Etihad on the bench which yeah. will be a, a yeah. little bit strange next season if, uh, <laughs> if it does happen but uh, good luck for the uh, yeah, for the rest nice. of the season and thanks for your time right. thanks guys no cheers Che cool cheers. So, I think we're going to get the opinion of a Newcastle fan now, which is interesting because breaking news coming out is that Newcastle are close to agreeing a club record deal for Miguel Almiron. I can't say that I'm uh, too tuned up with MLS, but it looks like that will be the case. So, something for Newcastle fans to finally get the teeth into transfer-wise. Mm. Could be, could be That's the first for, uh, for a, long, a long while I know, well, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So, Especially yeah. with the protests going on tonight. I've seen some things on Twitter about... Uh, Big protests against Ashley tonight, asking City fans to join in. So, <laughs> this is really bad timing. But, Marley, we got you? We have. We have. Right, talk to us about Newcastle. Just saying to the guys that apparently you've agreed a deal for Miguel Almiron from Atlanta? From Atlanta United, yes. Yeah, for $27 um, million. Dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of them where I would believe it when, he, when I see him with the shirt. Because it's dragged on now for... Since the start of January, we've been told it was close and close, and then there was agents' fees and transfer fees being negotiated, and it's it's just on the verge of falling through. And we, as Newcastle fans, we're all just waiting for it to fall through because none of us has, have any confidence in the board at all to get anything done. They couldn't tie their own shoelaces. <laughs> uh, never mind tie up a, a deal for a, a world, uh, sorry, a club record fee for Miguel Almiron is still an unknown quantity as well. So. Well, there's positive signs there, though, Marley, isn't it? You know, I mean, if you are in the mix and it looks like that that deal's progression, I mean, obviously, we understand the uh, frustrations Newcastle fans have with uh, uh, with Ashley because, I mean, at the end of the day, he, you know, he's somebody which is is a businessman. It's it's never been about football. The Geordies are some of the most passionate uh, supporters in the world. But you know, maybe this is a, the start of things to come. You know, maybe you know, get this signing in bit of a spark back at you know at St James's Park and uh, if you stay up maybe he's, he's willing to splash the cash a bit more in the summer well he said on numerous occasions you know we can we can spend what we make and once we see that I think that that's where Newcastle fans will get a bit of hope from because we we are making money we're, we're selling players for big fees we we saw Wijnaldum even going back to Andy Carroll a few years back we we just didn't reinvest the money so we're not bothered if we get 30 million for Sissoko when we told him to to Spurs somehow on the back of that uh, amazing <laughs> World Cup, uh, yeah. Euros he had or World Cup, World Cup yeah. it was one or the other. Um, but we didn't, we just didn't reinvest it. So it was like, okay, if we get rid of him, no one else is coming in, and he keeps saying we can spend what we make and and what have you. But every time we sell someone, we don't reinvest it in the playing squad, and the fans don't see it, and that just leads to more and more vitriol around the club, uh, and it's just a negative environment, and that's why. Uh, coming on here, I'm, I'm not exactly looking forward to tonight because <laughs> it's, gonna it's, that. it's just going to be the, the same as as what we what we always do against the big clubs, where we we defend and we try and take our chances when they come. But when you've when you haven't got enough money to put in the playing squad, you haven't got the quality to to rely on that you need to to get results against probably 
you're going up to eight or nine teams in the league. You just you just can't touch them. Well, I'll give you one bit of positive news. Seems that Rondon's back in. He's he's played quite well for you from what I've seen. Top scorer for you this season. What do you do tonight to avoid defeat? Like like Rafa was saying, we can't get beat six nil, six one, and we need to find a way of uh, of countering City. Yeah, well, the thing we've done over the last couple of years since we come back up is when we play a big team, we 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 do defend. No, not not gonna lie, like we're not gonna go toe to toe with them. We're not gonna say, all right, we'll take one in a firefight. It's just a a case of the last few weeks we've been playing five at the back. When we played Chelsea, we had five at the back, um, and we keep it tight and we try and take our chances in set pieces and things like that. Um, the odd counter attack, the odd break away, that kind of thing. Um, Rondon's a big help for us because it means we don't have to play Josselu. Um <laughs> Which is just brilliant because um, he's just he's just not very good. Um, but Rondon is is a bit of a threat. He can muscle players around. He is very very strong. He's not the he's not going to score you twenty goals a season. He's only ever scored nine. I think is his is his best PL tally. You know, so we're not gonna we're not gonna tear City apart. We're not gonna pull them apart at any point. But scoring goals from from corners and free kicks and things like that. That's where we can maybe have a bit of a a bit of a go. But it is going to be damage limitation. We are going to we are going to I mean, defend against City. Would would six still be the worst thing? Because it, if Benitez has been trying all season to say, look, it's panic stations. I've got the players in. If two days before transfer deadline day you get your you know your backside handed to you and you go, look, here I am, go get me some players on deadline day. Well, it, yeah, it could be it could be that, but we've we've had bad results before and and it hasn't. We've had good results and it hasn't changed anything. Um, I was talking to a fan a couple of weeks ago. We beat Cardiff 3-0 and I thought that could actually be really, really bad for us because we've beaten 3-0. And I said last season as well, the, the worst thing that happened to us is we finished 10th because Ashley's yeah. went, well, you can finish 10th, so I don't need to give you any money. You can, you can do it again. And But Rafa's just like, hang on, that was uh, a bit of a fluke. It, we're not the 10th best team in the league by a long shot. Is, so, is that the danger, though? Rafa leaving because it seems like Rafa's holding it holding it together and there's not many managers who could do what Rafa's done which I'm, I know that Newcastle haven't been spectacular by any means but finishing 10th last season was quite an achievement and I doubt there's many about like Rafa and the fact that he's been so loyal as to not just say you know what I've had enough with this is that the danger in the summer that if if it doesn't go to plan and he doesn't get backed and he won't be backed then it's one of those isn't it where do you go from there yeah 100% because um I don't think anybody who's a Newcastle fan could could have ever blamed Rafa at any point uh, if he walked away from the club because he's had such a, a bad deal. He's had nothing to play with and it's purely out of the professionalism of, of Benitez that he stayed and he wants to finish what he started. And unfortunately for us, he's a contract up in the summer and unless he gets serious investment in the next couple of days, he's gone. And wow. that's, that's us, then we're, we're really in trouble. Oh mate, this is this is maybe me. yeah. I feel I'm, really sad. Yeah. No, I mean, as Man City fans, you forget how spoiled we are. That I've not had a conversation this sombre about. It's <laughs> <laughs> unusual for the show. Well. It's always so positive, and we're like, oh, fancy a four-nil win. But I just feel bad now. <laughs> quite quite sombre. Yeah, it, it, it is. But it, it's tough times for the for the Jordies. I mean, I think it, they're almost everybody's second club, aren't they? Because you know the the passion that you guys have got. But uh, cheer up! Yeah. Come on, it might happen. Right. You never know. Not tonight, but it, it yeah, might happen. One tell you what. Better not happen now. No, it won't happen with a bit of luck. But uh, so, are you going to give us a, a prediction then, Marley? Before oh, you God. go, what, what, you, you, what does your heart tell you? What does your head tell you? Um, 
to be fair <laughs> to us, we haven't been battered that many times by because. Well, like we just had Shay Given on. I don't know if you heard that. Then we yeah, had Shay yeah. Given on. I mean, he he talk, talks about how. Rafa will always get a solid, particularly defensive unit. They're always very, very difficult to break down. So I can see that you probably don't ship too many goals, but I think, as you mentioned, you're not exactly prolific at the other end of the pitch, are you? And uh, Rondon is a great target man. He causes problems, but, you know, again, his goal record isn't great, is it? So are you? I guess you're expecting a pretty tight game, maybe, maybe City nick it. Yeah, well... Maybe not nick it, but it depends on when they get the first goal. If City get the first goal in the first 10 minutes, then it could be a long night, but... The one thing that's kept us in um, in the relegation fight and has an ad- advantage over everyone else down the bottom is we've got a very good goal difference for a, for a team down there. Fulham have been battered a lot this season. Huddersfield have shipped a lot of goals. We don't ship too many when we get beat. It tends to be two, maybe three. But then, other than that, like it's still a defeat, fair enough. But then it gives us that sort of little bit of like extra goal when it comes down to getting really tight at the end of the season. So it, tonight, I'd say it'd be maybe... Three, four, one. I'll take that. Thank you. Cheers, yeah. Mal. You cheered us all right <laughs> up sure there. <laughs> uh, great. Well, li- listen. Thanks. Thank you. Try, try and cheer yourself up. Enjoy the game. Uh, that's now, yeah. that's Mali, our, our excess Manchester's resident Geordie. So uh, that's the thoughts of him. But uh, listen, first twenty minutes has flown by. After the break, uh, we're going to be talking about the quadruple, the dreaded quadruple. Can City do it? Pep says not. But do you? So if you want to get involved, give us a call 0345 111 or get us on text 87711. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. I'm joined by Alex and Danny. This time we're going to be talking about the quadruple, which is a bit of an interesting one. Can City do it? Pep says that we can't, which I suppose he's just not being as, uh, as ambitious as us. But we're going to be speaking to Ayush, who uh, called on Friday. Unfortunately, we couldn't speak to him for long enough. Ayush, are you there? Hi, hi, I'm here. How are you guys going? Hi, mate. Good to speak to you again. I know that on Friday you rang up about City investing in a Fernandinho replacement. Do you think we're going to need yeah. to invest now to go on even further with this quadruple chase? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Well, for one thing, Fernandinho, for me, is, 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 is such an underrated player, probably the most underrated player in the Premier League. And, I mean, he can do it all. He's brilliant in that position, and he's been playing so well for us. But Pep got asked in the press conference today as well about rotation and the fact that there's going to be, like, a fixture build-up. I think we've got, like, Arsenal, Everton, and Chelsea on the space of, like, a week. So, I don't know, it's just... I wonder if we need to invest, because who else can we put in there? Like, Gundogan, against, like, Burton Albion, he plays well, but on other times, he's not looked quite at it. And then Stones as well has filled in there as well, and I just... A bit worried because I love Fernandinho and love what he brings, and I'm just thinking whether we need to get someone in January or if it's best to wait till the summer if we really want to chase that quad, like you're saying. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you, Ayesha. I, I think the importance of Fernandinho was proven. I mean, the, the, you know this blip that we had this season it wasn't coincidence that it coincided with when Fernandinho wasn't playing you know he's so instrumental to um, how Pep wants to play the way that he links the you know that transition from defence to attack uh, he's but he's so much more isn't he you know he's he's got box to box energy you know he reads the game so well even when De Bruyne uh, was it against Burton that, uh, that they played De Bruyne in that role and De Bruyne looked a little bit lost really so what, what, what that says to me is it's a very specialist role I don't think you can just put John Stones there and expect him to do a Fernandinho job. I think we need to go out and invest big, really. 
really in, in terms of bringing somebody in who can uh, you know be the successor to Fernandinho. But but who is that? Because I mean we, we've obviously heavily linked with Frankie De Jong. He's now now gone to Barcelona. Um, you know, uh, uh, Alan at, at uh, Napoli. There's been various links. I mean, is there anybody out there you think would would fit the bill for City? Well, that's that's the thing because Fernandinho he's just so complete. Like you said, he can do everything. He's a great passer of the ball. He um, box to box. He like holds really well as well. He's amazing at those um, sneaky tactical fouls to break play, which so many journalists who don't really like City like to point out. But I think um, one player potentially is Ndombele from Lyon. And granted, oh, I've not seen that much of Lyon besides the two games they had against us. But he ran the show. He, was, he absolutely he ran the show. Yeah. He was amazing. Alex, you, amazing, you, uh, I think Alex got a, a suggestion. We talked about this this guy a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, so Ante Palaversa. Um, I don't know how you keep up with your uh, Croatian football, Ayash. Um, I, for one, am an absolute huge fan of the um, But Ante Palaversa is the like the next kid on the block, and we do see these news stories pop up every few weeks where you know a lad who's, who's young and uh, has made a breakthrough in a team around Europe. But he's played at Hajduk Split, and he's the uh, the next best thing to come out of Croatia. And bizarrely, the Croatian press have compared him to Fernandinho in his own way. And I think we can all agree one of the difficulties with Fernandinho is he has his own unique. Style. Style and you know he's a lot smaller than your average sort of big defensive midfielder and he's nimble and he's great on the ball and that's what sort of Palaversa brings and do you know what I think we're all sort of talking about Fernandinho like he's past it I mean oh, he's only 33 he's in the modern age that is not ancient for a Premier League footballer mm. and it is time to start looking but this year Fernandinho has been better than he was five years ago when he was a 27 28 year old coming through the team and yeah, I, I, I think we've, with Fernandinho he's proven this year I think to me at least that we can wait a little bit he's allowing us that time Frankie De Jong seemed ideal in the summer but I want to see us develop Eric Garcia I think he's I know he's coming through as a centre back but he's so calm and collected on the ball again you worry about his height going forward as a centre back don't you really so you get the feeling that holding midfield role could be a could be a good role for Eric Garcia I think I think as well like like we were saying it's in the immediate term Frankie De Jong might have been the option and I, I said on Friday I still stand by it that I think we missed out on him. I think he was a big miss. He went for huge money, but he seems to be the ready-made real deal. And as we were talking about, if the quadruple is a realistic thing for this season, which I don't really think it is, I think you need that depth. I don't think Delph, Stones and Gundogan, for as good as they are in their own positions, can cover that role should Fernandinho have to miss three games. Like Imagine Fernandinho had to miss Arsenal, Everton and Chelsea. What do we do there? I know that we've played without him and played well enough, but then we're stretched. And I think, I think that's what Pep was saying. Pep has said in his own words, it is impossible for us to win the quadruple. So, what do you reckon, Danny? You're probably a bit more uh, ambitious than I am. I'm just being a bit, bit pessimistic. I think Marley's... Uh, Put it me, I don't. Marley's killed the studio, and he's uh, he's coming. But um, a quadruple, I think, is unrealistic. Of course, I mean the odds of us winning a, a quadruple are, are going to be ridiculous. However, we are favourites to win all the four competitions that we're in. So therefore, you look at it kind of individually. You'd fancy we could win them all. We're in the Carabao Cup final. We'll be favourites to go, you know, to beat Chelsea. Um, we've got a clearish run, really, in the FA Cup. Uh, maybe one huge obstacle in maybe United or Chelsea. Um, the league, obviously, we, we're on the coattails of, of Liverpool and the Champions League, we got the best draw that we could have done. So we're in a good position to do it. I think the, where, in my opinion, where 
we have got a great chances. We've had a lot of injuries early in the season. We've had players yeah. that have been out that are going to come back fit and fresh to go into the back end of the season. I mean, we're only just seeing De Bruyne. To me, by his own admission, De Bruyne uh, weekend, that's the old De Bruyne. You know, that's yeah. the first game he's, since he's been back from injury that it's looked like the old De Bruyne. So I, I think we'll never have a better chance in, in, to some degree than, than the position that we're in now. I don't think we'll ever have a better chance. We've got a, a serial win, winner in Pep Guardiola. I mean, look at the team he put out against Burnley. I mean, they must have got to the ground and gone, what the hell is this all about? You know, because they'd rested five or six and Pep had gone almost full full blast to do them. So Pep wants to win everything. He's never going to want to have a conversation about no, it no. because, you know, I think he's quite a superstitious guy as much as anything else. He doesn't want the talk. Deep down inside though, Adam Alex, do you not believe that they're talking about that internally at the club. Are, I completely believe that. 100%. And I think, you know, I, I imagine, I think you bang on, I think, maybe not even superstition, I think it's part of Guardiola, but I think, you know what, Guardiola wants to win every single game he plays. I mean, that might sound a, a bit daft for a, profes- a professional sportsman, but he wants to win every single game. I don't think with Pep there's any sort of talk about prioritising competitions. I think for his own career, he's in a position now where... Um, there's a very real chance we might not win the league. The Champions League, Pep Guardiola knows as well as anybody how hard it is to win the Champions League. And then you look at the, the domestic cups, which I suppose at the start of the season might be lower priority. But if we're not going to win the league, we're not going to win the Champions League. It's very hard to argue with a man who's won two cup competitions. So he, he's got to yeah. go for the cup competitions now. Pep Guardiola has a love affair with the Champions League. He'll go all out. And then, of course, you know, for the sake of England, we can't let Liverpool win the league. So, <laughs> we're, in, we're in this weird situation, but you know what? I don't think it should be talked about as... Um, which one uh, is is it realistic because it has to be the objective it has to be the aim yeah. and that this is we're all Manchester City fans and I am guilty of this as much as anyone but we just we do have like a mentality in the club that we're, we're not, we don't belong in the elite because I, I guarantee that in Real Madrid fans now aren't, aren't at the start of the season don't go oh you know is it possible we could win the quadruple they just go for it they just try and win yeah. as much as they can and, and it'll be the same at Bayern Munich and it'll be the same at PSG and it was the same at United in the 90s and it was the same at Liverpool in the 70s big teams go all out to win every competition and I think that's what Pep Guardiola brings and they don't want to like you say he doesn't want to talk about can we do the quadruple? Because he knows they can. He yeah, knows they can. Absolutely. Ayush made a good point as well when he when he said about maybe we need strengthen. But as Danny said, all the players are firing. You've got two strikers who are in red hot form, Aguero and Jesus, and you're getting there to a game now. Tonight, if I asked you who do you play, you'd want to see both. It's got to that point now where they're both firing. You've got the mm-hmm. bo- both of the Silvers who are playing really well. You've got Sane and Sterling who are playing really well. We've got options for the first time in a while where you're not even sure who's going to play. And mm. that's unusual. If you look back to last season, you probably could have picked the team most weeks. Mm. The, the midfield three would have been Fernandinho, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. Tonight, I, I reckon if we all had a go at it, we wouldn't get it. But going back to Ayesha's point as well, um, actually that is, the, and, and it's funny because you, when you said if Fernandinho was missing Chelsea, Arsenal and, um, what's the other one, sorry? Everton. Everton, Everton yeah. well, who, so if he missed three big games, who goes in? That's still a worry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So for me, I would like to have seen uh, maybe a central holding midfielder come in or one that had been bloodied already just as, because we know when Ferner was out of the side, we weren't the same side. He just, you know, he's just so integral to how City play um, but 
I mean, again, you can't look at it, you can't look at the situation we're in and not be optimistic that there's yeah. a chance of it. And I know it's unrealistic. I know the difficulty in winning doubles hard enough, winning a treble. I mean, when's the last time that was done from a still United, you know, you know United in '99. You know, so so to win a quadruple, it's almost laughable. However, we've got the squad to do it. You know, we've got talent in an abundance. Across, you know, right across the right across the squad. So why not go for it? And like like you said, Alex, you know, there's no these are winners. Everybody who owns Manchester City, everyone who's involved in the club, are absolute one hundred percent winners. They're not gonna they're not they're gonna look at it now and feel we can do it, but it'll never go public. Thank, thanks, yeah. Irish, by the way. You've brought the tone right back up. It was yeah. getting very, very sad, so thank thanks for calling in. On the cups, look at these cup draws that we've been getting. I was saying to United, mate, the other night, do you remember when United used to get all these these favourable draws as yeah. they put it and the, we were all saying it was a fix the table yeah, of turn yeah, now, it? fully <laughs> gone full 360 on that but it's great like we're getting clearer runs at things yeah the, United drawing Chelsea was great do, the, sorry do you think we've got an easy FA Cup draw it's favourable I, I mean it's favourable yeah, I know yeah. but I, and I'm not saying that Middlesbrough will beat Newport but let's assume they will I hate playing Middlesbrough I, I hate yeah. Tony Pulis as well yeah, exactly. It's totally and he hates playing us. <laughs> and it's, it, but it's one of those where, do you not remember, was it 2016 where they knocked us out at the Etihad? They were second division side. I'm dreading it. I, I honestly think it would be every year in the last few years we've Have you watched Middlesbrough side. lately? They are a poor side. Dull. I mean, they are a very, very Dull. poor side. I mean, I get, I'm a bit superstitious. I get the bogey side scenario. I mean, we're Newcastle's bogey side, so I think is it 22 games they haven't 22. beat us, so hopefully that one yeah. continues tonight. But, for me, I, I mean, whoever we get, like 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 Adam said, it's a favourable draw. I'd love Newport because what an occasion that would be you for them to League Two side. <laughs> you know, try and get a ticket for that New one ground, if you can. Yeah. That would be uh, yeah. that would be difficult. But I, I don't rule Newport out. You know, they they you know they got a draw at, at, at the Riverside. They brought them back to the home ground. You know, they're gonna have they're gonna be on top of the the players like we saw in the previous round against Leicester. Yeah. You know, that atmosphere. You know, Leicester was was knocked out of the stride that day. So. You know, Newport would be a great job, but but we should sail past Middlesbrough, in my opinion. As I well. know, and I also know, like, literally two minutes You're ago, too old school, I'll, Alex. You're, you're getting too nervous. You're too old school. Well, I was thinking, I know, two minutes ago, I was going, like, they're winners, be like a big club mentality. And I'm like, we're going to get, we're gonna get, <laughs> gonna get knocked out by Middlesbrough because <laughs> they beat us 12 years ago. Yeah, brilliant. It's, um, <laughs> but I look, at, I look at the record. Uh, I mean, they, you know, since the 8 1, they've then beaten us 2 0. Uh, they, they knocked out the FA Cup 2 0. When they, were, they went, they went down, they drew twice. Yeah, so it's, um... I think the final thing on that quadruple thing is, and we can have a bit of a moan about this, uh, the Everton game's been moved more than two weeks forward because of all the other fixtures that we're playing. And this is the issue about playing in all these cups. Now we play them between Arsenal and Chelsea. It was meant to be a couple of weeks' time, which is a nightmare to have to play those three games in seven days. Is this the week, next week, where our title running will be decided? If we, if we win all three of those games, realistically, is that the hardest part of the season done? I'd go with yes. Yeah. But we'd like your thoughts as well if you want to uh, text us on 87711 or get us on Twitter at MCRFootySocial. Um, yeah, after the break, we are going to be talking about Mr. Manchester City, Mr. Vincent Company. Uh, he's a little bit over the hill, not too much, but do we give him a new contract? If you want to get involved, give us a text and we'll see you after the break. Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Show. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Welcome back to the Manchester City Football Social. I'm Alex Silton. I'm in the studio with Fanzone, Danny Jackson, and ex Blue Moon Rising, uh, Adam Keyworth. We are talking all things City. And now we move on to uh, a debate that has been brewing as the week goes on. Uh, Vincent Company, there is so much to say about this man. Club legend, Captain Fantastic. Uh, so many special moments in a Manchester City shirt. But we are now at that awkward point where his contract is coming to an end. He's not really a regular in the side. He's not totally committed with fitness and injuries. And, and do we keep him going? Do we not? Now, excess uh, own Steve McInerney had plenty to say on this last night. To me, it's an absolute no-brainer. If he wants to be in until he's 45 to me, just give him the contract. Honestly, <laughs> find a job for him somewhere, get him in the canteen, get him doing whatever he wants. To me, he is everything that symbolises this journey that we've come on. You can't buy a replacement like Vincent Company. Even like Virgil van Dijk, as good as he is, he still doesn't have that statesmanly approach that Vincent well, Company has. Well, if that's has. the case, Steve, when did you get rid of him? Surely the prime when he wants to go. When he, on his terms. Well, well, he doesn't want to go. He's, he's, <laughs> well, he's there. Going to some he point, is he? there to play football, right? Yeah? And he's, he's a good footballer. Enough. He's there to play football if he's playing 50% of the games why pay him 200 grand a week because you're he's been to company you're one of the richest clubs in the world you can probably afford any centre back you could be investing in the next Laporte now the next Vinny company now and bringing them through rather than hanging on to a player that you don't need and won't <laughs> yes, we do prime. need him though we do how many teams would take Vincent Company now I tell you pretty much everyone would snap our hands off which says it all because not for 200 grand a week they wouldn't because he isn't fit yes, enough but some people are worth that money when they've done what they can for this club if you wanted quite a minute I'd give it him for another five years because <laughs> Joe, you know I'll find a way to pay him himself because Vinny he could not leave this club Feisty, isn't it? Feisty. I mean, where do you come on at I, I think Steve wants to keep Vincent Company from that clip. <laughs> I think. Um, I, I think it's a really weird one. Like Pep said, sentimentality kind of goes out the window, but he does want to see Company fit. He's not been fit for the last six games and he's not really been fit for the last three years. But the question is, where does he go? Where Company and his family are mank now. Like, look, he's, he's married a Mancunian. He lives here. He's... he's bringing up his kids here. Where does he go? Aged, was he 33 this year? He hasn't been fit for a long time. I I don't want to see him go, but he's not getting near our team. 
Surely I, I it goes to the same place that, that you know, <laughs> Pablo Zabaleta, who was <laughs> Mancunian and had adopted Manchester and, you know, a family in Manchester. And we thought Pablo Zabaleta was never going to leave forever. And he rocks him at West Ham and surely Manuel Pellegrini must be rubbing his hands together, shouldn't he, looking at Vincent Company's contract expiring. And I don't think it'd be just um, uh, Manuel Pellegrini. I think you look at, like, like Steve said there, you look at what, if Vinny represents everything that is good about Manchester City, you know, and, they, and, they, and not just from a footballing side, but from a community side. You know, this is a guy that ploughs loads of money into helping the homeless in Manchester. You know, this is a guy that is just so articulate, so intelligent. You know, it, 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 I, I've said on the show before, Vincent Company after football can be whatever Vincent Company wants to be. And his wife, Carla, has said that. She's on, and, and she knows him probably better than anyone. And he's the sort of guy that if he wants to go into media, he'll do it and he'll be the best at media. If he oh. wants to go into to coaching he'll do it but I still think he's got he's got years in him I think he's given that he's had some some bad injuries I mean obviously that's taking game time away from him so if he can go through a spell where he is injury free I think Vinnie Company would be happy being a fourth choice centre back for Manchester City I wonder City what for the it's taken out of, of him mentally I always think that when he's coming back you've got to be so strong to keep coming back knowing do you know what I don't I don't think I'm going to make it again and then come back and come back and come back again. But Steve made a good point about him being statesmanly. Like like you said, helping the homeless. He's doing everything he can. And he's, his dad's now a mayor, isn't he, in Belgium. He's done his degree in business. He could go and do anything. So I just wonder if, if he still wants to play football. I that, mean, That's what I think. I, I'm sure he does. He's still our club captain and... I still love watching him lift trophies, but when do you pass that baton on to someone like John Stones? When does that happen? But, but also, I think, whether it's Stones or Laporte, company wants to play football, otherwise he would have stopped. Because like you say, you know, he could be he could be a coach, he could be a business, he could be Prime Minister of Belgium if he wanted to. Vincent Company can do anything. But he vote. wants to be a footballer, which is why he's turned up for training every morning. But... I love Vincent Company as much as anyone does, but it isn't Stones and Laporte that are missing out. It is Eric Garcia and Philippe Sandler and Tosa Adarabai who's having a great season at West Brom as a young lad and must be thinking, hang on a minute, I could go back to be the fourth choice. I get some real that's, serious minutes. That's a good point, at actually. Man City. And you go, sorry, Tosin, we haven't got any room for you because yeah. nostalgia gets fourth place on the bus. And I'm really, really sorry to put it that way. Right. I, I, I kind of agree, but at the same time, you can't buy the experience that Vinny yeah, Company's yeah. got, you know. And and it's not just on the pitch; it's the leadership. I mean, you look at you look at him, Alex, in that Liverpool game a few weeks That's ago. Was he say. was immense. Yeah. He was yeah. absolute. That was not a player that was over the hill. That was a player that had more passion and energy than any. 18, 19 year old centre back I've ever seen. So Vinny's still got it. He's still got it in his locker. But I, I, I it's a risk, isn't it? That's what it is with, with company, I think. It's just a risk of, can we just rely on him for those big games? Because in that game, like you say, he was unbelievably good. He's come back from injury and quite not comfortably. I don't want to get too arrogant about it. But he kept one of the other better strike forces in the league at bay. And that's no mean feat for a lad who's 32 and he's been plagued with injuries. But do you just risk him for those big games every now and again in a season? Because he's, you, you bang on, you bang on, he's got it in his locker, which is which is so invaluable. But if he can continue to produce those performances, then surely the contract will come. And that's in company's court now. You know, you've got to prove himself and prove that he is one of those players that's matured like a fine wine and has got that experience to, to give to the team and will continue to produce in big games. I mean, one of the things that um, is in his court is that there were, and how true these rumours were, we were looking at Chiellini yeah, in, the summer, in the summer before that, yes. who is actually older than company. So, and Chiellini is certainly one of those players which... Um, 
you know, it has matured and does benefit the team and despite his not being as nimble as he used to be, I adds with that age. Well, we're, that going, we're going back to the Fernandinho debate again. Fernandinho's older than Vincent Company and he's better than he's ever been. So I don't think it's the age thing. It's just it's just the injuries. And I, I almost feel sorry for Pep in the press conference today because what was he meant to do? He was asked this impossible question, company's contract's running out, are you going to extend it? And he quite rightly said it's not nothing to do with me. He'd love to keep him at the club. But again... I, I quite agree with Alex's point on it's keeping out the Eric Garcias if if he is the fourth choice and he's too good to be fourth choice if he's playing. But given his injury problems yeah. over the years, I think he would settle for being a bit part player. Yeah. I really do for the next couple of years. I think maybe what it is with me is the like like all the Blues, it's a nostalgia thing, isn't it? We've seen Yaya go, we've seen Zaba go. Yeah. You know that kind of team that that came in in the early days of of Sheikh Mansour's reign. There's only two left. It's it, you know you're looking then David Silver and Sergio Aguero. Yeah. So I just think it maybe is that, that I don't want to let him go. You well, know he's, he's going to get testimonial, around. isn't it? It's, that's this summer. Yeah, his that's testimonials. His summer, yeah. This summer, because all the all the profits go into the homeless charity that him and Andy Burnham have set up, which is wonderful, and you'd expect nothing less of Vincent Company. Is that goodbye? That's that's going to be the question because it would it be it'd be really sad to see him go. But I just don't know where he goes. I, I don't know if his heart is in going to try and prove himself at another club where he's loved by all of us and us as the fans are saying, "Oh, give him as much money as he wants." He's going to be leaving that behind. Well, to be fair, time. to be fair, Steve McInerney must get paid a lot more for doing this show than any of us because he's willing to <laughs> to fund Vincent Company's two hundred grand a week contract. Is, am I missing? Am I missing something here or what? Well, I, I, I mean that's the thing. But it, it, it's bizarre because Stephen, you know, he, he does come from that, and it, it, it's so hard to talk about um, Vincent Company like that. I don't want to be negative about him because he's given so much to the club, and it, he is symbolic in what he represents. That's not, like you say, you know, he's he's a little bit of old City and a lot of new City, and I think yeah. that's something But that, he's, he's something that everybody loves about City, and that's what, to me, Vincent Kubi represents our club yeah. better than any player Look, that, that I, can, you, I can remember. If you ask fans of all the other clubs, pick a City player that, that you'd have at your club, that they don't hate, it'd be Vincent Company. It always has been. If you're not asking United fan, who's, who's the only player at City who you like? They go, oh, company's all right. Seems like a nice fella. So it's, it's like you say, he represents our club really well. Yeah. So, so okay, okay. Um, so we've we've heard the fours sure. and against. We've heard the fours sure. and against. Alex's point really valid about you know is he is he stunting the progression of some of the younger centre halves, Philippe Sandler, Eric Garcia. I'm putting my point across that <laughs> I, I believe he, he's a guy that represents so much more than what he just does yeah. on the field from a leadership point of view as well as his, his ability. Adam's a bit mixed. He's, he's, he's not sure. Shout us on yes or no, Alex. Yes or no. Vincent Company gets an extended contract. Uh, I mean, you're horrible, Danny. No. Oh, I, yes. Look at him squirming. Yes, that seat, but yeah. uh, under some conditions. Number that one, you don't have to pay the two hundred grand. Right. It's a player coach arrangement. I want to see him coaching young players. Number two, Pablo Zabaleta in as the assistant manager of whatever your team is given. I want to see if we're going to go on to nostalgia and your players coming through. I want to see it going on that project. And I sort of think. There and is you want a pitch named after him as well, don't you? Yeah. Come on, oh, at the training ground. But you know what? There are those options. There's, there's, there's New York City and the whole City Football Group, and there does seem to be something that the club do want to bring in these older players and the whole idea of legends going through the club and our very own version of the class of 92 and I think yeah. company would be fitting for that yeah. I'm going to say yes but one year 
I don't think offering him a long-term deal is very sensible. Yeah. One year, and then ask me again next year, and I'll probably say... <laughs> yeah, you just don't want to commit too just far. Just get that. I'll keep going around that. in circles. It's no, I, I think I, I'm a definite, yeah. I think I'm a definite, yeah. And when all said and done, boys, it's not our money. Let's keep him around. It is not our money. So, you know, I, I'd say sign him up for another two years. Let's, well, let you lot let us know on uh, on Twitter, at MCR Footy Social. Get involved with that one because I don't think it's going to be settled in this room because uh, none of us are really that sure, are we? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a debate that will uh, will not end in one hour football show. But listen, the hour has flown by. Uh, Adam, Alex, fantastic. Really enjoyed it. It's first time us two as a trio um, have, have been in the studio. So great, great chatting to you both. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it out there. Don't forget to download uh, the podcast from wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, but for now, uh, join us next week and tomorrow. It's the Wednesday Club. I am back on XS Manchester. Yes, they've had me back again, which is amazing. Uh, but for, uh, for all the Blues out there, enjoy the game tonight and uh, catch you next week. Manchester Football Social. So there it is. Uh, that's another show done and dusted. Uh, it's a very positive uh, studio other than Marley, the Newcastle fan. Yes, that guy was depressed. But uh, Adam, uh, we're going to be getting off to watch the game now. What are you expecting? Um, a tight win. I'm going to go tight win, 2-1. Good. Alex? I'm not sure. I, I think Marley was on something. I think 4-1. Four, 4-1. One. Four, one, <laughs> Marley will. Yeah, he was very uh, very pessimistic about his club, not about ours. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh, tune in next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 